What does it take to create a vibrant, thriving life? First, the sad news is that Thoreau was right. Most people are leading quiet lives of desperation, lacking in meaning, fulfillment, and vitality. But we choose more. We choose to create extraordinary lives. And the Art of Vibrant Living show entertains you with inspiration, empowerment, and education to create your life into a masterpiece. It's time. Let's vibe up. Holy moly, y'all. Today is a beautiful, amazing, awesome day because it is show day. It's the day of the Art of Vibrant Living show. I'm your host, Daniel Aaron, and I'm so excited for this show in particular today because we've got an amazing guest, Jay Bradley. We got something really powerful in common that is guaranteed to make a huge difference in your life. So I'll say more about Jay in a moment. You'll get to meet him, ask him questions. This is a live show, so we are excited for it. And for those of y'all that are watching by rebroadcast, come join us live next time. Then you can be uh, part of the show as well. So the show is all about vibrant living. And that is not something accidental. I grew up fat, shy, and depressed. It took a lot of work for me to overcome all that conditioning in different ways. And so what we do on this show is say, well, how do you create a vibrant, thriving life? And it takes inspiration. It takes education and empowerment. And that's exactly what today's show is all about, is empowerment. And um, incredible guest here, Jay Bradley, is a man who has been on a mission with one of the most powerful no, the most powerful healing and transformative modality that I have ever found in 30 years of my obsession with personal and spiritual growth. And that is breathing and a specific kind of breathing. Better though, is he is somebody who in a way like me came from a place where he was not thriving as a youngster and he overcame so much. I'll let him share more about what that is as he likes, but he's overcome so much. So he is the real deal in terms of sharing what it takes to thrive, what it takes to overcome, what it takes to create a vibrant, thriving life. So y'all welcome with me, the wonderful and amazing Jay Bradley. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jay. Thank you for that awesome intro. I'm honored to be here, Daniel. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so good to have you with us. And um you know, I got so many questions I want to ask you that we only got a little bit of time and your brilliance and depth goes on and on, though. Um, before I get into it, to get a little bit of context for our viewers and listeners, would you be up for sharing just a little bit about, you know, how you got to this point? What, you know, what got you into breathwork specifically and, and how you became the dude that you are now? The dude that I am. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. <clears throat> well, you know, you, you said you were fat, shy, and depressed. I had one of those for sure. <laughs> I had the depressed piece. You know, I laugh about it now, but yeah, struggling with some anxiety and depression from as far back as I can remember as a kid. Uh, being bullied, you know, uh, even physically, uh, you know, bullied growing up. That was really difficult in a small town in Canada. So uh, my mission just started 
it started early. It started with the questions like, how can I feel better? I know I deserve to feel better than this. And what can I do? And, and so that's, that's pretty much where my mission started. I, I, I think it was, I mean, certainly I started to take care of my physical health first because I grew up with a lot of illness, allergies, earaches, uh, a lot of chronic infections. So working out was the first piece around 13 years old. I became passionate about my physical fitness, my body. And then around 20 years old began like more of the self-help spiritual piece. And I started to sort of devour these, these self-help uh, spiritual books, personal growth books. And, and that's kind of where the journey began. Uh, Career-wise, you know, I've done a lot of things in that realm, massage therapy, uh, Reiki, hypnosis, uh, wellness and health coaching, uh, fitness trainer. Uh, and then over the last eight years, this modality of breathwork sort of re-entered my life uh, at a small men's group. And it was just in that moment I realized very clearly that this was like this was sort of the breakthrough that I was looking for, the missing piece. Uh, that I felt could really permanently shift me and move me in, in a whole new direction. And uh, so I committed it pretty much my whole life, my whole career to breathwork uh, from that, from that moment on. That's amazing. Well, so I, I got to ask you more about that because I know for me, um, and I think we talked about this when we first met, right? Cause we're, we're like both so into this breath modality and it was so powerful yep. for both of us. And I remember like crystal clear the first experience I had with it where I didn't know anything about it. Somebody just said, oh, you should go to this thing. It's really great. It's intense. I was like, oh, okay, sure. And I was blown away. <laughs> Such an amazingly powerful experience. Like I described it as a peak experience, something I had never had um, in a methodical way. I'd had some, but they were kind of random. So what what was that first experience for you? Why was it so impactful and why did it like hook you into it so deeply? Because it, it reached all the levels for me. One session, imagine one session reached, like helping me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. What do I mean by that? I mean, first of all, physically, I remember getting really, really hot and like soaked. I was sweating. <clears throat> and then at near the end, I was freezing and shivering. So my body was reacting. Um, but I felt... I also felt a ton of emotion, um, a lot of a lot of release, a lot of crying, a lot of sobbing, some anger and, and a mix of grief showed up. Like it was amazing to process through so many emotions in such a short period of time just from the breath. Uh, and then also on a deeper level, I started to feel pulsating and energy moving in my body. And I, I knew from that moment, like I sensed that I was releasing some really, really deep stuff that was sitting in some of these energy points or chakras and it felt like a spinning sensation and an opening and a balancing. So there was a lot that took place in one session. And I just remember thinking, if this can happen in one session, can you imagine if I did this regularly or even daily for a little while and, and see what, what happens? So yeah, a lot, a lot all in once. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And um, I remember, well, I'm curious for your take on this because I remember my teacher early on in the process saying, um, you know, this is uh, vibrational medicine, right? And I was like, I was new to that world at that point, but um, it was for me, I'd already developed like an allergy to new age stuff. Like, <laughs> I, just, I had experienced so much of this new age stuff that to yeah. me just seemed a little flaky and, you know, a lot of people spouting certain words, but it wasn't, they weren't really living it. 
So she said, and she looked a little new agey to me at the time. I, I had some judgment, which I quickly got over because I learned like how amazing and powerful she was. But when she said it's vibrational medicine, I was like, don't say that. That cheapens it somehow. That sounds new. Now I have like a totally different feeling on that because I really understand what she meant. I didn't understand it then. But, you know, and so you mentioned in your first experience, like it came on so many different levels for you. Um, what, what, how do you associate that in terms of vibrational medicine? What does that make any sense to you, or does it sound weird to you, or what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm super practical too, and I kind of moved away from some of the woo woo because you know, I was like, I just want to live in this world, and I want to learn how to live in this physical world, right? Uh, first of all, that's why I love breath work because it's so practical, it takes you to kind of this woo woo place, uh, but it's super practical, uh, and it's funny because I call it spiritual CrossFit, <laughs> so I like that too, right? Because you know, it is a workout. People don't realize like you're engaged, you're really working at the breath, but it takes you to this kind of spiritual, emotional place. Um, but vibrational medicine, I, I love that word medicine because it's being used a lot now. Plant medicine, uh, vibrational medicine makes a lot of sense because we're stuck in a dense vibration. A lot of us, and we're trying so hard in the physical world to like move through it, but it's really, really difficult. And breath does raise your vibration. It does blast you through some of those blocks. And, uh, and so I, I like that term vibrational medicine makes sense. Nice. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and it's like, it, we've changed a lot since those days too. Right. Cause I got into it in, in the nineties and at that point, vibrational, you know, just the word vibration sounded in and of itself kind of like new age. <laughs> right. Yeah. But now, right. We've got uh, quantum physics is yeah. like a, almost a known conversation in the, in the popular world. Um, so what, what, well, let me, let me, let me switch this. Cause we were talking about this a little bit earlier um, before we got into the show. Um, and, and what's you, how do you feel like, cause some, I'm sorry, here comes the question. Some people yeah. <laughs> that breath work is um, really about personal development or spiritual development and what's your sense in terms of the relationship between that stuff, personal development, spiritual development, and the quality of one's life? Like, is it is it necessary? Is it important? Uh, does the presence of it or the absence of it make a difference in people's lives? And if so, how? Right. It's a good question. <clears throat> Look, I believe that we all deserve to live uh, a life that feels good most of the time, right? <laughs> we're human. I'm not sure we're going to get there hundred percent, you know, but even I say even 75 or 80% of the time, if we could just feel good. And if we're not feeling good most of the time, then there's, I think some work to be done, right? Hmm. Because I think our natural state is this space of feeling good. And when I say feeling good, you know, just being fulfilled and having energy and vitality and, and energy moving through us. So <clears throat> I, Breathwork, again, it, it it seems to reach these levels that other things cannot reach. Uh, and you know, this is sounding woo-woo, right, for some people. But literally, we have we have ancestral energy that we carry in our DNA. And that is becoming even more science now. So day to day, we're not going to understand or recognize what these patterns are we're carrying from our ancestors. But when we breathe, something happens, something magical where we can 
touch this energy and we can start to sense the energy that's under the surface. And often it is like the family stories, the old beliefs, the things we picked up from childhood, uh, any of those blocks, resistance or barriers that sit within us. This is why I love the breath, because when we can just commit to a practice, laying down, doing the breath, we're able to just acknowledge, feel and move through these patterns. So I would say there is definitely no, no better practice if we want to uh, become well uh, or balanced again, by, uh, spiritually, vibrationally, uh, emotionally. And just, you know, the thing I say, it, it reminds us who we really are, right? We forget, we forget, we forget. We lay down and breathe and we're like, oh, oh my God, this is what it's like to feel good. I forgot. <laughs> and I think the more we remember, the more we stay in that place, the, you know, more habitual it becomes. Most of us are addicted to feeling bad, right? A depression, <laughs> it becomes easier to just be depressed or to be anxious because that's what we know. But eventually, yeah, eventually we, we can try on a new new space. So beautiful. Yeah, I'm with you. And so that begs a question to me then, um, and this might, um, I don't know, I'm curious what this will elicit for you. It might be a challenging question in some way. I think not for you, though, because of how I know you. When you say it's, um, it reminds us of who we are or who we really are, Mm-hmm. Who are we? Who are we? <laughs> yeah. Who are we? Good question. Well, look, I'm a big believer in we are spiritual beings. Wayne Dyer, right? Spiritual beings having a human experience, whatever that means to people. We're more than this physical body, for sure, right? We are energy, we're vibration, and we get caught up in the density of our physical life, our physical body making money, <laughs> survival. And it's really easy to just forget the, this missing piece of, of, you know, the heart, the love, the, the energy, the, the healing. And so, I don't know, who we really are is, is these spiritual light beings who have a lot, a great deal of love, compassion, forgiveness, gratitude. And that is more our natural state. I think we've just, most of us have gotten off track and, very few modalities can help you snap back so quickly uh, than breath work. Completely agreed. And, and um, yeah, spiritual beings in a human experience. And <clears throat> the way I think of it often is like, what, you know, why is that so important or why are spiritual practices and, and breath like is the ultimate spiritual practice, right? Cause literally inspire the bringing yeah. in of i know you know this but not everybody does like the word itself inspire in spirit breathe in it's all the same word you know and it's like breath is what makes us alive it's the, it's the measure of life so of course it's the ultimate spiritual practice and, and the way i often think of it is like if we are spirit in a human body well the human body part there's not much we got to do to be aware of that because it's like mm-hmm. literally in our face. Like it's, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's the physical world is so present to us all the time, but it, it's easy to forget about the spirit part. Right. And it's like, and we could go our whole lives without even thinking about our breath. That's part of what amazes me too. Right. Like, or at any time be conscious of it. Same with spirit. So I, I love what you say. Like, um, to remind us or bring us back to the truth of who we are spiritually, um, that part that we can forget about. Now, it occurred to me that we might be right now like two fish in a fishbowl here, 
because we're talking about breath and um, we know what we're talking about, but other people might be <laughs> like, well, yeah. I'm breathing all the time. What are you too on about over here anyway? So how, you know, what does it mean for you when you work mm -hmm. for yourself or when you work with people? I know you've worked with thousands of people now. How do you get them to breathe? What's like, what's the, the technique or the system or mm -hmm. how do they breathe? Yeah, well, the term breath work is used a lot now, right? It's becoming the new meditation, the new yoga. And thank God, it's amazing. Such a blessing. Uh, and I want to say that there are hundreds of styles, hundreds of brand names, trademarks of different styles of breath. But I always say there's really only a few ways we can breathe, right? We're breathing either in our mouth, in and out of our mouth, in and out of our nose, in and out of the belly, in and out of the chest. I mean, those are unless there's, like I say, other orifices you're breathing out of. <laughs> so, and then different styles, all based on pranayama, by the way, which is thousands of years old. Everything is based on pranayama. But we, uh, so the, the breath that I focus on, because I find it to be the most powerful, is this three-part circular breath or a conscious connected breath. Um, I like to breathe in and out of the mouth because it's just easier for most people to take in air through the mouth for a short period of time. Uh, and then the breath I teach is, is uh, inhaling in the belly first and then inhaling into the chest and then out. So it's like a belly in inhale into the chest and out in the belly. Why I love this three-part circular breath is it opens up some of these uh, stuck energy points in the lower chakras or energy points in our body. Also opens up some of these upper ones too from the heart upward. And so... Um, most of us are locked up. We have stuck energy or stress or emotion somewhere in our body. This this breath helps to to open up, to make space, to process some of these these stuck emotions or these stresses that we hold on to. And I'm a big believer that like dis-ease or, or illness is even, uh, a lot of it has an emotional component underneath it. So if we can recognize where these blockages are first energetically, I uh, often feel that we can get physically well also. Now, what what about you? Do is uh, you do transformational breath, right? Is that more belly focused? Yeah, and and I'm I'm totally with you. It's it's such like renaissance. I don't know. It's such an amazing time that breath has become so mainstream and popular now. And I'm sure what Wim Hof has done, um, mm -hmm. you know, and his popularity has increased it in ways. But maybe, and I think you're pointing to this too. It's like maybe. Because things are so out of balance and, and messed up in the world in different ways, like as humanity, like we need something. We need something really powerful now. Ah, I got just a ticket for you. Here it is. Um, it, it was hidden in plain sight, really easy. It's just breath. Um, so, yeah, thank goodness that it's so popular now. And also, there are so many different styles. And, and I'm sure you get this too. I get all the time, like, well, what about this kind? What about this kind? And what about this kind? I'm like, Dude, any kind of breathing mm -hmm. where you become more conscious of your breath, in my book, that's thumbs up. Now, like different breathe, different types of breathing have different intentions. They have different techniques um, and they, they all have their flavors to them. But yeah, for us with transformation, and I've tried, you know, dozens literally of kinds of breathing over the years, but I've stayed with transformational breath because for me, it works really well. And it's I think um, your training must have been influenced in some way by it because so much of what you share is really aligned with what I learn and teach as well. And yeah, our experience is if you breathe down into the belly, 
right? Which mm-hmm. I got to say, I, the, the uh, anatomy physiology freak in me says like, hey, there's no lungs in the belly. So please hear me all. What that means is that you know, breathing into the lungs using the diaphragm, it pushes the abdomen down, the belly expands. That's what we mean. But yeah, when we do that, then it opens up the whole respiratory system, right? Mm-hmm. And if we start down there and really get that diaphragmatic breathing going, sooner or later, the rest of the, the apparatus, the human is going to open up. Um, Love that. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, um, and it's similar too for us with transformational breath, the intention, and, and it's great. Everybody has their own intention each time. Like, hey, I'm breathing for this and I love Right. The name of your business and your focus with breath is Breathe On It. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's right. right. And as I recall, um, the, and tell me if this is accurate, your, your, the reason you came up with that name is people are like, <laughs> well, I'm feeling stuck with this or I don't know what to do about this. And you're like, well, breathe on it. You know, um, That's it. And, and I like think s- of that. Sleep on it, meditate on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and, and the part of it, you know, to connect to earlier what we were talking about earlier, part of what I think is great about that is because – as we were saying, breath is a, such a rapid way to increase our vibration, our frequency, our mm-hmm. state of being. And haven't we all had the experience where like, oh man, I don't know. And this is a problem. And this is a, I don't know what to do about this and been struggling with this. And, and then something happens. We shift our state, our vibration goes up, we get more energy and we're like, oh, I know exactly what to do about that now. Yes, that's right. We spend, most of us spend a lot of time in our heads, which has a place in our life, right? Some of the logic and sensible stuff, but mostly it's just trouble. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's trouble. At least for me, I get in trouble when I'm up here. And and I always say shallow breath, shallow life. So when we talk about vibration, I'm just talking about opening up and deepening, right? Deepening our experience. And how do we do that? Deepening the breath, like you said, breathing into the belly, into the diaphragm. It's not not taking shallow, you know, breaths up here, but really engaging. And it can solve uh, so many challenges. And and what I say is it gets us out of our heads and into our hearts, into mm-hmm. our bodies, into our energy. And honestly, I think that's the world we're, we're becoming now needs needs that especially for men in the world, right? We, we've had enough of this. We, we need to sink in deeper and make decisions uh, from our intuition, from our heart, and from a place of gentleness. And the only way to get there is to, to get out of here. Yeah, hallelujah. Well said. Um, yeah, and maybe, and maybe that connects to like, yeah, this is what we need for humanity to evolve, right? To save the ship. It's going down, right? We, we need to get in our hearts uh, at this point. So, which, you know, also relates to what we were just talking about. I think of the, everybody knows the quotation from Einstein, right? Which is, you can't solve a problem by the same level of consciousness that created it. So that's, to me, another way of looking at breathe on it is like, you got an issue, you got a problem, change the the level of consciousness through breath. It's the fastest way of doing that. So, yes, go ahead. No, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I worked with so many clients and students all over the world, and it doesn't matter what their issues are. We all have issues. We all have recurring issues, like at least one or two areas of our life that don't work, whether it's love, relationships, money's a big one, career, health, and and whatever it is, whatever we're looking for answers for or clarity, uh, laying down and breathing, breathing on it, (laughs) will 
absolutely. I promise you, we'll give you the clarity you need, the answers you need, the, the what I call downloads, right? The visuals or the uh, the direction that you need. So uh, when, especially when we're feeling stuck, uh, is when we need it the most. Just to lay down, breathe, and just make space for those the intuition or the the guidance to come through. Whatever that guidance is for people, right? Sometimes it's God, universe, angels, guides. Maybe people don't believe in any of that, but there is an energy that's bigger than us that's trying to direct us. So opening up to that uh, is a nice, healthy thing to do for us, for ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 huge. It's it's what's most important in our world, um, and that 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 remembering who we are. It's like everything's easy from there, right? Like we, we have the answers we need when we remember the truth of who we are. Right? Yeah, so, it's hard. It's hard to remember. I mean, I've been, you've been doing this work. We've been doing this work for decades and it's still, you know, we're human. So I, I need to lay down and breathe regularly to remember. It does get easier. We have the tools and I'm able to snap in out of it or into a better space more easily, but you know, we, we do need consistent uh, tools and work to, to stay there. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really glad you said that Jay, because this is something I've been encountering a bunch lately. And I'm curious if you've had this experience too, working with clients, a couple of my clients recently said like, you know, I've been doing this work for a long time <laughs> and, and I, they didn't say these exact words, but it was the meaning is like, I shouldn't have to do this kind of stuff. Like I've done it. And, you know, again, if we go back to the thing, like spirit and human, well, the human part, which is oriented towards survival, it exerts a strong influence all the time. It's just, you know, it's biological, it's hardwired. And I heard this great expression for it the other day, like the importance of, creating ourselves, or raising our vibration or remembering who we are on a daily basis is because it's like there's this constant negative gravity or this force that's like pulling us back from the truth of who we are you know and whether that's marketing from somebody who wants our dollars or whether that's you know just old patterns that we had in our life things we learned when we were kids or you know what whatever or just going asleep and waking up and in a funk and it's like, I'm back here. Mm -hmm. The practice is what brings me back to, to spirit, to the truth of who I am. Um, does, that, does that make because, sense to you? Have you yeah, had that experience? I, no, I laugh because I say that often. <laughs> it's like I've done decades of work. You know, why am I still feeling this? And, and of course, if we really are truthful with ourselves, the victim part of ourselves wants to think we're still in the same place. We're light years ahead from where we were. And the truth is, yes, we're still experiencing some of these challenges, right? But wow, look at the progress. So so yes, I think I've lived in the illusion for a long time. And I think probably maybe some of us in the self-help world think we're going to just reach a place of nirvana where everything is gone, all the, all the bad stuff. I'm laughing because like I lived with this belief, right? I'm going to, I've just got a little bit more, a little more work to do. And unfortunately, I don't know that, again, we'll be there 100% of the time in this physical reality. But I know for a fact from personal experience that we can we can be there a lot of the time. And, and so maybe we can lower our expectations just a bit, right? Uh, you know what I mean? And be like, hey, 
Look at where I've come. Well, I mean, the, you, you pointed to, I think, really key pieces in there that are worth uh, reiterating, amplifying. Um, I, I got uh, a new perspective on what you're describing, actually from a business book not long ago. Um, let me remember the name of the book. Um, Dan Sullivan, Benjamin Hardy, and the book is something to do with entrepreneurship and um, it'll come back to me, but the principle that they put forward and it applies to entrepreneurs, but it applies to all of us because we're all growing towards something like entrepreneurs are consciously growing towards something in their business. They have these ideas, right? You've had that experience, but as humans, we're also growing toward just our evolution, right? We're becoming more. And mm -hmm. it's so easy for us to look at what I haven't done yet. You know, what, what I haven't created with my business yet, or how I haven't evolved or the thing that I haven't solved in my life yet, the, the, the whatever it is that I don't have yet. And so we're, we're measuring ourselves against some future idealistic thing. When, if we actually measured ourselves back here a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, a decade ago, I'd be like, Holy moly, I've come so I'm awesome. But yeah. when we measure out here, we're like, oh, I suck. I'm no good. Life is so hard. But it's just a matter of like measuring in the wrong direction, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You reminded me of that in a recent call we had, actually. And I'm, you know, well, I think as entrepreneurs, as, you know, success driven people, it's normal or natural for us to be like, okay, what's next? What's next? <laughs> you know, and I, it can be dangerous territory. Actually, my new therapist yesterday said something. She said, Reality's here, expectations are here, and the suffering is all in between. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard it said that way. And I loved it because it's like, yes, it's like that's where we compare. That's where we say, God, I'm not, look how I haven't done very much. So, you know, I think it's great to have dreams and visions for our life and intentions and goals. But then somehow we have to bring ourselves back to like, okay, I've set those, I've envisioned, now get back to this moment and let it go. Because when we're too attached, uh, yeah, it can be really difficult. We're, we're going to be very hard on ourselves. Yeah, we have amazing capacity as humans to beat ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you've pointed to this a couple times, so I want to reiterate it too. It's brilliant, which is that, that concept, you use different words, but the concept that, that we think we shouldn't have problems or that we should already be there, or it, we shouldn't have to do more work. Um, the reframing on that is so valuable. I had a, a cool experience years ago with Norman Vincent Peale, right? Mm -hmm. Famous uh, philosopher wrote the book, uh, the power, the power of positive thinking, right? He was one of the early sort of new age, uh, positive psychology guys before psychology was a thing. Well, I actually had his son as a college professor. That's how I got to learn about him. Um, but he was an amazing man, Norman Vincent Peale. And he was like lecturing, giving seminars, working with people into his 80s. And mm -hmm. someone interviewed him and said, Dr. Peale, why are you still doing this? And he looked at the interviewer like, what a silly question. He's like, because people are still suffering, right? Yeah. And part of what he said is the biggest problem you have, speaking to all of us, is you think you shouldn't have any problems. Right? Mm. 
So the, the reframing of our problems as, well, these are always going to be there. That's the nature of life. You know, and we could get into the semantics of problems, opportunities, challenges, all that. And there's worthy worthiness to that. But if we just think of like the purpose of life is to grow, how do we grow? Well, when we get uncomfortable, we get uncomfortable when we have problems. So mm-hmm. if the problems be like, okay, like the way I thought of this years ago, I, I, I was like shocked that I never thought of, it. I was working with a, like a health coach and he's like, all right, we're going to go do an obstacle course. I was like, cool. All right. An obstacle course. And I was like, well, in my life, when I get an obstacle, I'm like, oh man, that's hard. And I don't want to deal with that. I'm like, I'm literally going to an obstacle course on purpose right now to get myself stronger. Why was I not able to look at life as, oh, these are the obstacles to make me stronger? It's like, oh, yes, <laughs> that's a great reframe. It's so important. I mean, you look at any, we're always stronger. We've always evolved when we, even in relationships, right? You go through confrontation, you go through something. And if you, if you can actually communicate and move through it, my God, the, the connection is so much deeper afterward, right? So yeah, it's a good reframe. All right. Well, let, let, let's switch gears a little, Jay, because um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that you, like me, in the world of transformational breath, have had some odd experiences, right? Um, you know, because I don't know how it's been for you. Like, we've never literally worked together. We haven't met in person yet. Um, yeah. Though, like... I've had so many bizarre experiences with clients, even myself, like, you know, really like out there things um, that, that I wouldn't have been able to believe before. And, and even like now I feel like when, when crazy stuff happens in life, part of why I'm way less reactive, I'm like, oh, okay, that's going on. It's because like, well, I've seen some strange things happen. So in your work with, <laughs> with, with clients or with yourself, uh, do you have any experiences that were unusual or notable <laughs> we're supposed to not scare people away from breath work right because <laughs> this, this, this some of these are a little freaky yeah i have a few stories i mean certainly the one that comes to mind right now is i mean call it whatever we want like um but a healing experience where one of my clients had cysts fibroid cysts and was told she needed surgery we did one breathwork session um, around this this issue, this topic. We did some, you know, guided meditation work and visualization, uh, and then yeah, a few days later, she went for a follow up, and, and they were completely gone. And uh, not only gone, but they said, "Well, there's no, not even any scar tissue where these cysts were." So we're really confused how this happened. Now, I'd love to take <laughs> all the credit for this, but she was a very willing participant, and her belief was very strong that we could, we could literally heal her body. So that's pretty miraculous. Um, I've had somebody talk in different languages and after the session, I asked them if they spoke different languages and they're like, no, no. Um, they were talking some sort of uh, tongues, which kind of was, was interesting to me. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of times this happens. I like to bring in um, some Ho'oponopono, which you probably know in Hawaii is this, this beautiful forgiveness practice I, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. We send these words out to to other people, and often 
clients of mine have not talked to a part of the member of their family for years or, you know, friends. And literally we come out of the session and they have, I've seen this many times, they have a text or a phone call from that person. Hmm. Like I can't tell you how many times this has happened just from releasing, forgiving, sending love to that person. So this is the power of energy. This is like somehow I got goosebumps all over, right? Somehow that person felt the shift by us doing the work and shifting our energy and our vibrations. So and those are a few pretty cool stories about the power of breath and the power of belief. It's, it's so powerful. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and part of what you do just by sharing some of that stuff, like is, is help people see what is possible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I've had just like, the reason I keep doing breath work with people is like, it's every time I do it, it's like half or three quarters of the people are like wide eyed, like, Oh my goodness. You know, literally every time, at least one, usually several people say, um, that was the most powerful experience I've had in my life. I'm like, Oh my goodness. You know? And I think to myself, gosh, all I did was say, okay, breathe, keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's that simple yet so powerful. So I know we, we've got a cool uh, gift from you coming up that will help people with breathing. Shocker. Mm -hmm. um, what, <laughs> what, what would you say though? Like for, you know, people listening, watching live or by replay that um, say like, okay, you guys, I, I get it. You're really into this breath thing. I think it's probably cool. Well, how do they get into it? What do they do? What, what do you tell people? Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily it's becoming more and more popular, you know, and by the way, I do feel it's just as, as powerful in person or virtually. So mm -hmm. finding somebody who resonates with you, who's, who's teaching breath would be the first step and just, you know, just trying it out uh, and maybe trying numerous people just, you know, because not every teacher or coach will, will resonate with you. Uh, giving it a, sh a fair shot and 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 seeing the power of it, uh, and so, I mean that's that's the first step, and there's different different variations of the breath as we talked about. So finding one that resonates with your body, and uh, obviously, you know, taking it deeper is always suggested. So working privately with um, someone like us in private sessions can really help you to pinpoint and focus on what you want to move through versus say a group setting where you you'll have a really powerful experience um, and it just might not be as laser focused uh, and and anywhere in between there's there's recorded sessions there's online sessions um, but you know my first experience was in a small group in person so the music was loud and the vibration and you know it was a really cool uh, first experience for me yeah, that's great. And I love that you bring up, um, there is a difference between group and private and pros and cons. One's not better than the other necessarily. Um, and what what would you say though, in terms of um, the, va well, let me put it, how do I want to say this? The value or the importance of breathing with somebody, with a facilitator, as opposed mm -hmm. to, like, as far as I know, Still, the government has put no regulations on breathing or air. Those are still freely accessible for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, for now. <laughs> but, well, yeah, what do you think? Like, what's the difference? I, you know, I have my take on it. I really want to hear from you, though. Yeah. 
You know, I think it depends on what people are going through. Uh, you know, this kind of work can, as you know, can bring up a lot of stuff, right? I'll kick up a lot of dust, as my old singing teacher used to <laughs> used to say. So, you know, people need to be prepared. And, you know, if people are dealing with um, with emotional challenges or, you know, uh, the, and it's always advised that maybe they have a, a doctor or a therapist to work with as well as your breathwork coach or facilitator. I think that's really uh, important. But I think if you're, I think people know themselves pretty well. If you've been in the self-help world or you're used to kind of supporting yourself and you're learning how to navigate some of the trauma and, and things that come up on your own, you know, I think a group setting could be great because you're able to go in, process, maybe talk to the facilitator a bit after and then go home and do some journaling and really let it integrate. If you maybe are new to the world of really digging in deep, I think probably a private would be a pretty good idea or a really small group where you have access to really, really process uh, your experience because it can bring up a lot and it can be confusing and it can throw a thing, you know, Pandora's box sometimes opens up and it's like, oh, what do we do with this now? It's definitely a layered approach. Every time we breathe, we can open up deeper and deeper and bring up more stuff. So I think the key is having someone be able to be there to support you, to help you process. Um, I've gotten really good at doing that myself. But again, most of us need somebody to check in with. What What about you? What, what are your... Well, I, I love what you said. I think you're, I think all of that's really accurate. And you know, the way I think of it and the way I talk about it is like one of the things I love about breath is this is the, and, and coaching too. It's like, it's, it's not a model where, Hey, I want you to come and see me every week and pay me every week and sit on my sofa every week and tell me about your problems for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not what we're looking for here. And because breath is so powerful, you can do it on your own. Yes, please do try this on your own. That said, I also feel like, just like you said, it can, what did you say, stir up the hornet's nest? Like it can really, the way, I mean, the way I think of it is because it's such a powerful way of raising one's vibration, all the parts that are of a lower density vibration, old patterns, beliefs, wounds, um, traumas, all those things, that we maybe haven't been able to feel before that we've kind of pushed down. Like when we get this high vibration going, like whew, those things come up to the surface. And when that happens, a lot of people are like, ah, what do I do now? Right. And that's where like, like I think, and I'm curious for your perspective on this, like for me, I think the biggest part of my job is to say, it's okay. You're okay. I know that's a lot coming up right now, but you're okay just keep breathing. And if you keep breathing, I promise that's going to release and in its space is going to be a whole new world. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. Yeah. It's normal. I like normalizing too, right? Whatever shows up is just normalizing. I mean, we, you and I, we've seen it all. We've experienced it all most likely from our own breathing. And so I can say with absolute confidence, whatever shows up is normal and, and you will get through it. And, yeah, I mean, I like to combine some coaching similar to you with the breath. So, you know, we're doing a big check-in and we can check in at the end and make sure everybody is supported through the process. And yeah, sometimes people say, oh God, I thought you said I'm going to you know, feel great and I feel more tired. I feel worse. 
the last three days after your session, normal. It's normal. And I, I usually do preface with that. You may feel great or you may actually feel worse in some ways. But that's a beautiful thing. It's It means you're integrating and you're starting to move through. So please be gentle with yourself. Drink lots of water. Have a nice hot bath. And just allow the process. You know, everybody's at a different place in their life. So um, that's why also a series of breathwork sessions is really highly advised, right? One is awesome. And one actually might change your life. It changed my life. One session. Imagine if you actually committed to, to more ongoing sessions. Yeah, well, and well said. And, and that's the other part for me. What I usually say to people is like, you absolutely can do this on your own. And yeah. it's good to do a few sessions, at least with a facilitator first. One, because, yeah, the biggest challenges seem to come up in the beginning. And that's where we need to train ourselves a little bit to say, okay, I can keep breathing, a.k.a. I, I can keep feeling even when there are these challenges, right? And if we can yes. learn that skill to say, oh, it's okay. I can, I can feel something that's uncomfortable and keep breathing. Well, then I can handle anything in life, right? Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. I often say in my teacher training with students is, you know, maybe one of the scariest things in the beginning was somebody who felt like they were having an anxiety attack, right? And, and luckily I've been doing this a long time. I know I can breathe them through it. And just them breathing through what feels like a panic attack, breathing right in and through it, getting to the other side, which is the place of, whoa, I made it. When they can understand that they can do that with breath, it's incredible because if they can do that, they can get through pretty much everything with just the breathing process. So yes, it makes complete sense. I look at it like an arc, right? It's this, we move through the resistance. It's going to feel like, Harder in the beginning, it's everything that we're holding on gets more magnified and, and I'll say worse or more intense. But that's when you actually don't want to back away. You kind of want to keep going, keep going, keep going through it to the other side. Now, of course, there are exceptions of people. If it's too much for people or if they started getting some of the tetany or cramping in their extremities, which we talk about in breath, then maybe for that day they've, they've had enough and we can back away and have them relax. But overall, I think the theme is just pushing a little bit through some of the density to the other side yeah absolutely nicely said like i when i'm when i'm preparing people to breathe you know i often say like hey here's some of the things that can happen and here's you know the emotional release that can happen and sometimes i get to talk about yeah all this stuff that we haven't felt and we pushed away and we buried and you know and then people are like i'm gonna that's gonna come up oh no what's well, gonna i'm like it's okay you can yeah. breathe through it we're gonna do it together and you always have control. You can turn down the intensity. That's all right. Um, that's and it's a powerful lesson. Do you also, ever bring up? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, please. Well, I was going to say, do you ever? I bring in the opposite, which is, you know, you may not feel anything at all. Oh right. <laughs> right. The the FOMO. A lot of people have FOMO. Like you said, I'm like nothing happened, and sometimes <laughs> it takes three or four sessions. So people watching, like, just remember that too. Sometimes. Three or four sessions is what it takes to really crack open a little bit. So, you know, don't think one time if you feel nothing or very little that it's not working for you. Yeah, we're it's a hugely important distinction. Like it's it's the old, um, you know, the almond butter jar. Like, you know, sometimes it's like it doesn't seem <laughs> to move, but that doesn't mean that's not making a difference. Um, and, you know, for all some of us, like there's been stuff that we've 
push down. Like, I'm not going to feel that. And one breathing session is just like, maybe I'll start thinking maybe someday about sort of feeling that if yes. this happens. You know, it's like, okay, now I start to feel a little. And um, yeah, sometimes people feel nothing. I'll, I'll tell you one of my favorite stories from breathing when I first started. Like, I was so excited. I did this four-month training. And I mean, I'm up to breathe myself. 150 200 times like full sessions in that period i'd done a practicum where i'd done all these sessions i'd assisted my teacher in many many groups finally i was certified and i was out and i was doing uh sessions with people and i, and I had this private session and i remember it was a guy i knew named tony we were in boulder colorado and i was like <laughs> you know I'm like all right i'm doing a real session on my own with this guy and we start breathing and, and i had the experience where so many times people had had these big cathartic experiences right crying and releasing and so he's going along he's breathing he's breathing and then he starts laughing and and i'm like what, what where's the pain you know where, where's <laughs> what's going on and so i'm like trying to coach him like maybe he's just you know staying away from it and i'm helping him and he's going deeper and he's breathing more it's quiet for a while and then he starts laughing like crazy and yeah. And, it, and, it, and of course it was like, it was beautiful, but me, the story I made about it at the time was like, what did I do wrong? You yeah. Know, what happened? And, and I remember I called my teacher up afterwards. And I was like, Judy, like, here's what happened. And, and then she started laughing. And I was like, <laughs> what laughing? What's going And the lesson I got from that though, which she helped me to see and, and really stayed with me is exactly what you just said. Everybody is getting just what they need when they need it. You know, and it's, it's always a combination of what do you want? What are you ready for? What do you really need? Hmm. And we don't know. Our job is just to keep showing up. And whether it happens on the second or fourth one doesn't matter so much as the fact that we're present to it. Thank you for, for saying that, because, you know, I also talked a lot about moving through the blocks of resistance, but sometimes... There's a whole hell of a lot of gratitude and love, and we're crying because we're so friggin' connected and happy. So know that, yes, it can also bring out some really beautiful trend, you know, but it's not always this scary, daunting, you know, dark experience, right? It's just exactly it's different every time. That's what the amazing thing about breathwork is every time you do it, it's different and it's very unexpected. And going in with some sort of preconceived idea it is not good because you're always going to get something different. Yeah. 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 I love so, that story. It's good. This is so fun to talk with you about this stuff, Jay. And, um, you know, really, really valuable for our audience. I so appreciate you being here. And I know that uh, you've got something as a gift for our audience. Would you say what that is? Yeah. I have a, a recorded breathwork audio which I think is uh, wonderful for people, whether you've done breath work or not, uh, a great place to start. Just lay down at home, put a little blindfold on and just kind of experience the power of breath work. I've combined it with some of the Ho'oponopono work, which is the self-love, self-forgiveness. I think it's a beautiful practice for everybody and anybody, no matter where you're at. So yeah, I'd love to share that with people. That's beautiful. And so how, um, how can people access that? Oh, yeah. You could go to my website. It's breatheonit.net slash heal. I could type that in or you could put it in. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll put that on the screen and let's see if we can, I can put that right into our comments too, I think. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. Let's see. Um, so, and what's, you know, cause we've talked a lot about here, the uh, value and importance of um, breathing with a facilitator. Is there anything people should know about breathing on their own? On their own. Yeah, well, in the audio, I actually talk about some of the potential side effects people can get. So I prepare people, but, you know, as you know, numbness and tingling in your hands, feet, sometimes your mouth, uh, claw-like hands, which we call tetany, can happen. It's a bit freaky. It's normal. Uh, and then, you know, otherwise, otherwise, it's, it's relatively safe. I mean, we do have some contraindications, which we talk about. And if anybody's going through surgery or any sort of treatments you know, uh, for illness, you could reach out before doing, before doing the audio, but, um, honestly, just listen to your body and go at your own pace. Uh, I've never, and none of my teachers in, in decades have seen anybody get harmed or, or God forbid, die from breath work. So, you know, it's a safe practice. It can feel a little scary emotionally, but again, go at your own pace, trust your, trust yourself. Uh, and of course, if people do my audio, I'm always available afterward by email or on social media. Yeah, well, so that's my next question is um, I know you are offering people the experience of breathing with you in, in various ways. You've got retreats yeah. and groups and online and in-person and private sessions. So what's the best way for people to um, you know step up and take advantage of that, how to contact you? Yeah, thank you. Uh, through my website or social media. Uh, my, by the way, my social media is Breathe On It with J. That's uh, J A Y. And you know, it depends on where people want to go. If the people are seriously committed to to doing some deep work, you know, booking a, a few privates, I have packages for three or four sessions. That would probably be the best way to start. But if you know, if you're not sure. <laughs> After your free download, if maybe you just want to try a group class, I have over 40 recorded sessions in my library, um, which is great. Everyone has a different theme, so you can pick something that resonates with you and just rent one of those classes or, or do my membership, which is $39 a month. And it's one live webinar with me a month and then unlimited access to all the recordings. So you can do as much breath work as you want. And wow. so, yeah, those are some options. And, and then, of course, the retreat. I mean, yeah, I do classes out here in Palm Desert, California, once a month and uh, private sessions here and online. And then a retreat, of course, I'm doing uh, not, of course, but <laughs> it's our first international retreat doing breath, yoga and sound in Costa Rica next June. So lots of options. And then, you know, the big part of my business is certifying people in breath work similar you know, to what you did. And if people are interested in learning more about becoming a facilitator or teacher, that's a whole nother option that I do virtually or in person. So lots mm -hmm. of different options for people. I think I'm, um, we must have had a break in the audio though, because I thought I heard you say that the membership is $39 a month. That is correct. <laughs> that's, an, that's an incredible value um, because I mean, I mean, for me, one group breath session is is more than double that typically. Um, so for people to have all of that for that's an amazing uh, offer. And, Thank you. And I love that you are training people to become breathwork facilitators, teachers. Um, yeah. And 
one, because that means more breath work in the world, but two, my experience and why I was a teacher training junkie for so many years with, with yoga, with breath, with all kinds of certifications, not so much because I wanted to like get the plaque from my wall or do this thing necessarily, but it's like the fastest way to grow, to go deeper for myself is to you know, learn on the deepest level, which is what a, like a teacher training or certification program is all about really to me. So that's awesome that you're offering people that deep service. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That just evolved naturally as students began to ask me, I want to do what you do. How did you learn? And, you know, so I brought what I learned from a couple of different teachers and expanded on it even more. And yeah, it's been great. It brings me a lot of joy working with other facilitators, coaches, therapists, People who are, you know, really passionate about about helping people. It's awesome. Right on. Jay Bradley, our time is almost up. It's a cry and shame. So I'm going to flip things over to ask you the last question, the big question. Are you ready for that? I'm not sure, but I'll have to say yes. <laughs> All right. So the question is this. We have talked about so much great stuff. Um, a lot. You've got so much experience with not just l- cr- teaching people breathing and, and vibrant living, but l- actually living it yourself, right? You're such a, a vibrant, alive person. If you had to boil it all down and give one piece of advice to people to say, what's the one thing that you could do or not do? What's the one thing that will make the biggest difference in creating a vibrant life? What do you think? Oh, I'm going to say, keep saying yes. And what I mean by that is the journey is never done and there's always some work to do. And so just saying yes, in terms of expansion, growth, new books, new teachers, being curious and, and continuing on this journey. So when I, when I, I'm saying say yes. I'm also suggesting that we also own and acknowledge where we've come. So it's almost like two ideas here, but but I think curiosity, I think being curious and, and continuing our growth, especially if we're not where we want to be in our life. Does that make sense? Well, it's perfect. And I think that's really, those are just two facets of saying yes. It's saying yes to new opportunities and saying yes to this is what's showing up now. Right. And saying yes, not because, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. No, I'm actually pretty awesome. And I want to feel even better. And I want an even better life. So, yes, I'm going to try this. I'm curious about that. And, you know, like you said, getting out of our comfort zone a little bit, I think, is 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 great. And also kind of being present and being like, yeah, you know what? I'm also in a really good place. And I, I'm grateful for what I have. So it is a fine line. But I think that's been my journey is learning, growing physical, emotional, spiritual, right? Becoming better uh, in all ways. Well, exactly. And that's why I call it the art of vibrant living because it's not do this. This is the formula. It's an art. It's a balance. You know, we got to be aware of and feeling all of it all the time with that dedication to saying, I am becoming more vibrant all the time. I love that. And not, not, not one thing is for everybody, right? Exactly. Just like breath work. Yeah. Jay, thank you so much for being with us and, and, and for, you know, the, the incredible amount of work that you have done over so many years 
to become who you are, your own work and your dedication to supporting others through the work that you do. It's, uh, it makes a huge difference in the world. And I'm grateful that you're here and sharing with us and to our audience, y'all, please know that you tuning in is important. The knowledge you're getting, the inspiration and the empowerment, what you do with this, your dedication to vibrant living makes a huge difference in the world. It's massive. It changed the world. So I honor you, I credit you, and I thank you for that devotion. And uh, I hope you all will tune in with us next week. We got another amazing show and we'll catch you on the flip side, y'all. Aloha. Thank you. Mahalo for tuning in to the Art of Vibrant Living show, y'all. I'm Daniel Aaron, and may you live with great vibrancy.